Well, good morning. I thought, um, no, it's almost a week late, but I thought I'd talk about um, my class from last week, the uh, Mahadevi, the Mahamayatna. This is a, a text um, held dear by the Shaivists, but it, it's just another retelling of the same idea, this um, Vedanta idea that we're all unified, right? We're all... Well, it's not that different from Nietzsche's idea of the Willenmacht, right? That which propels us, propels our will to the Vedantins, to the Shaivists. That's, you know, um, the divine spark, as it were. So you call it the Devi. They're all avatars of, of the same energy, as it were. I wasn't sure how much to really share, um, but I guess it... it it helps you understand where I'm at here. Um, so I began reading uh, Answers to Job. And, uh, well, I, I ran into some health problems. And uh, so, you know, being unable to continue to read, I ended up finding another version. Someone has recorded. Um, there's two versions, but the one is mostly commentary and one is just someone reading it, and they seem to have done a good job because that's while I was sick. It's what I listened to. So I listened to Answer to Job a few times now. Uh, mentioned it before, I listened to Ion. But since I was out uh, sick for uh, almost two weeks, um, and particularly the last week, so I was just beginning to heal. Um, I had a, a couple of issues that, uh, with my autoimmune disease, I had, uh, I was unable to walk and, and, and sit very comfortably. Um, so obviously, uh, thinking clearly and, and, and uh, doing some of this stuff was difficult, right? Recording, writing, uh, recording my thoughts, near impossible when you're really that sick, in that much discomfort, pain. Uh, but what I did, thankfully, um, I still have about a month left of the Audible um, trial. And I haven't used my last um, credit, which is funny because if I had signed up for Prime before I signed up for this trial, I would have got six credits. I don't know what I would have done with them because I've only used two. It was the one book that I, I, I wanted to listen to, um, The uh, Trauma-Sensitive Mindfulness. Read the book, um, Doing the Course. But uh, I thought it would be different listening to it, and I was right. It, it was different. Um, I, I took a little bit more away with me than I did when I read it, but I also found some more issues uh, that I didn't notice when I was reading the book because hearing them, uh, for me, I guess, resonates more. But I actually listened to what I was getting at. Um, because I was down for the count this week, I had the time to listen, and I listened to a, a near 30-hour um, audiobook that's actually a collection of four I didn't realize that till I got into it it's actually the um, compendium of Swami Vivekananda's um, uh, books on yoga so let's back up a little bit uh, Swami Vivekananda is the gentleman that I've spoken about before he came to America he gave a speech at the um, Congress of World Religions, I can't remember the exact name, in Chicago, 1893. Uh, he proceeded to set up uh, the Vedanta Society in America. 
Um, and as I've said before, uh, between my uh, Acharya G, uh, the professor, uh, and then Swami G, uh, great guys. And, and I wasn't wrong in my uh, seeing that because um, the Acharya mentioned exactly that. He said when he first uh, was looking for his empowerment, uh, he was told to uh, practice with a Vedantin. So he was a Shaivist, told to practice with a Vedantin. I'm a Yogacara or Chittamatran, um, uh, enticed to practice with the Vedantins. Not a lot of difference between, right, which is why it worked out so well. Well, so, uh, yeah, the app was uh, causing us issues again, so we've just reloaded to see if this will help it. <sighs> oh, what's interesting is he mentioned Upakara, uh, what lifts up. Right, so if you go, and I went and looked up Upakara, right, because I've talked about Upakara, he used um, Vasubandhu used Upakara to explain the nature of self. And that which is close as hand is the definition, um, very simply, Upakara. But when we look at how it's used in Shaivism and in the Devi Mahatna, we get something closer to Vinlinmakt, that which propels the will, right? Almost like practice crossed with intention, crossed with truth and understanding and faith and commitment, uh, this upakara, almost like upaya, but the benefits as well, not just the, the acts, not just the efficient, skillful means of uh, upaya, but upakara being the skillful means combined with the benefits. Right? And so we move on, we talked about poverty, um, Right, uh, he talked about upakara and bhakti, devotion, Dev the devi itself as upakara. I found that very interesting to mention. Um, there was an interesting little quote he put down that anger as an expression of non duality. I found that interesting because he said, Kali, in her rage, helps us realize our true self. In love, as Lakshmi, she shows us the love of the world. Right? So it's that, that um, impermanence uh, of Buddhism that can be seen as a positive or a negative. Definitely better to be seen as a positive. And so, as he said, uh, doubt, anger, um, frustration. Uh, if they're seen as anything other than divinely inspired, then it only serves to separate. That was this quote here. So realization... realization or the wisdom of self-realization, I apologize. Fear and self-realization results in the absence of self-knowledge. Right? So, fear. Fear. Is it fear that causes this separation, this aridity of the soul? I wonder. Um, and then, again, this idea of Upakara, mentioned by Vasubandhu, uh, Pantanjali, the Devi, that which is close at hand, that which powers us. I talked about the, the shaktas and sati, which is interesting, which uh, sati uh, burns away some of these impurities, if you think about it, like Shiva. Uh, the union of Shiva and Parvati was a big part of this. Um, 
right? The Divine Mother. This is a big aspect uh, we see in Jung. Uh, these, um, it's funny too, because they mentioned Yab Yum, uh, which is the Tibetan idea of this union of consorts. I've mentioned this many times before, this male and female aspects of the deity. Um, when they come together in, in union, sexual union, as it's depicted. In Tibetan, it's called Yabyam. It's the, the, in this case, Shiva and Parvati, right? The two uh, divine beings in their male and female aspect, just like Carl Jung talked about, the anima and the animas, right? So doubt the doubt. Doubt is present in all. That's, that's what Acharya told me, right? To doubt the doubt. That's beautiful. That's something that I never really gave enough thought to, this idea that, of course, why wouldn't you doubt? Who wouldn't doubt? That's natural. But more importantly, how long have I been saying the first rule of logic is doubt? And here I've been kicking myself for having doubt in, well, in any path. And he said, doubt is an act of the mother. So the question is how to place our trust. Right? And he did mention something that's interesting. If you think about doubt that we engage in, that we embrace, that we nurture, we stoke, uh, or even worse, cynicism, being cynical, or as I said before, angry or um, uh, vitriolic, whatever you want to consider, is that our narcissism? Is that our ourself getting in the way of, of our, um, our divinity, as it were. Our true self uh, is being blocked by this, uh, this I, this construct that we like to call the self. Is it, is it uh, barriers to, uh, to insight being placed? Right? So he talks about right, trust and doubt, surrender, Right, the grace of the mother, right? Karuna is her form, is what he mentioned, right? So compassion is her ultimate form, right? So for me, the final takeaway, right? If all manifestations are of Shiva, uh, right? There is no meaningless illusion. This is something Swami Vivekananda talked about as well as Acharya Ji. So Acharya Ji mentioned it on Sunday in class. And then I spent all week listening to Vivekananda um, say the exact same thing, right? That Maya, or our world, as is often translated as illusion, is kind of an error. Because it's not that it doesn't exist, it's just not what we think it is with our limited minds. So I guess the final takeaway is I had my answer already in my favorite quote from uh, St. John of the Cross's uh, the obscure night of the soul. And I changed it a little bit, but meaning is not understood or felt when sought, but only when found and practiced. The same truth easily applied to faith, to God, to divinity, to meaning, to purpose, to value. It's the same as the ritual, the practices. Sarvanaya. Without the, the devotion, the commitment and the 
and the confidence. And that doesn't come from absolute faith. It comes from trust. Trust in action. Trust in commitment. Trust in wisdom. And trust in trust. Right? When you use logic, you can still come to a conclusion of trust without a complete understanding. Again, this tetralemma, the Chetiscoti, there's a liberation that can be found in understanding that maybe we won't ever have the answers to everything. And as I've said before, maybe our goal is to act fearlessly, fearless of the consequences, because if we act free of, well, free of the doubt, but certainly if we act free of uh, selfish intention, if we act um, in a body, bodhicitta way, the Dalai Lama is giving another speak on uh, the Mula Karika, the, um, the discourses on the middle way by uh, Nagarjuna. And this is at the heart of the discourses of the middle way, the exact same idea. That um, just as John of the Cross said, these, these truths are never understood or found or even practiced when sought but only when found and, and embodied. So not just practiced, right? You have to practice, as I said, Shraddha is faith in Sanskrit, but properly translated, right? In English, faith is trust as well. It is commitment, it is confidence, and it is devotion to the path you follow. But so often it is not translated as such, and that's the reminder that I needed to have. It's confidence, it's devotion, it's commitment. But it's trust in not knowing. Trust in, in the seeking. But these things aren't found when sought, only when found. Oh, Jesus. It's getting convoluted at this point. I just wanted to share those little tidbits as I work through this here. So hopefully this week finds you well. Um, if I can get my technology sorted and my health, I certainly would like to read Carl Jung's uh, Answers to Job, but um, I've begun uh, my own writing, so we'll see what we can fit in. Uh, I'm certain that I will be sharing my writing as I write both my story, uh, but more importantly, this tragedy of trauma in a hopes that uh, I can heal uh, even but a few blah, blah, blah. My apologies. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for your time.